My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. All right. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and I am here today with Yamina Mitchell. Oh, sorry, Yamana. Yamana. <laughs> Yamana. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We can, we can start that over again. Okay. Right. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. I am here today with Yamana Mitchell. She's a leadership coach for women. And today we're going to talk about healing the mother wound. Yamana has, um, has been through it in terms of the things that a lot of us women go through to heal ancestral wounds, but also the things that, that go on between the mother and the daughter that are kind of unavoidable. Um, and everyone has a different degree of what that is. So we're all just trying to figure out, uh, figure it out. We're all in different places in the fog. And it's so important to kind of find where that wound is for you so that you can follow your intuition to heal that and then help others grow and, and heal as well. And that's what Yamana is all about, um, especially in terms of helping women step into leadership roles. So welcome, Yamana. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your, the calling that you're currently following this helping women step into leadership positions and, and kind of what is it that you do for them? Yeah. Um, so what led me here, um, 2020 was a struggle for everybody. Um, and I'd already been deep into my own personal work, um, and just improving my quality of life anyway, but then 2020 shut everything down and patterns became very apparent. Um, and that is when I realized that things at work were reflective of dysfunction that I had dealt with in my family. And so I started in one place and hammering things out one at a time. And after I got to the other side of, okay, now I'm taking care of me. I am the priority instead of making everybody else a priority. It felt so good. And I was like, I have to show other people how to do this. We do not have to keep living by the standards of society, of family, of culture, of religion, whatever. We all have the power to live and enjoy our lives fully, regardless of how other people feel about it. And so here I am doing that now. <laughs> Amen. I love that. We are on the same team. That's for sure. And isn't it interesting how you feel alone in that sometimes, although there's so many of us out there doing this yes. kind of um, paradigm shifting work. Yes. Um, it's, it's real interesting that we have our, our stations, we mentioned kind of where we're located and mm -hmm. kind of far apart, but you know, so many similarities in terms of, of light work, healing work in different areas of entrepreneurship in different areas of leadership, coaching and personal healing. And then, you know, you are where you are. So you, sometimes you do feel isolated. So yep. can you tell us a little bit about how feeling that sense of isolation 
challenged you and then also kind of fueled your fire? Absolutely. So that was the one main reason why I said I have to show other women how to do this, because even though I was in regular therapy, I was going every other week um, and I was reading books and I'm doing podcasts and I'm going to workshops. But still, it's the mother daughter relationship is so taboo to talk about. And it's such uncomfortable work because, one, we don't even feel like we have permission to do it. We don't feel like we have permission to acknowledge that maybe our mother is not on this pedestal that the world feels mothers should be on. Mm -hmm. And to have room to have permission to explore that, but doing it alone, it was hard. It was hard. And I relied on the books and I relied on journaling and tapping into spirits, guidance and things like that. But it's it feels so much better when you feel like there's community around you that can uplift you and keep you moving forward. Mm, absolutely. And what way, what better way to create, find community than to create it, Yeah, to, to be a leader of the community. So that's really awesome. So how is it that you connect with new people and bring them into that circle in, in a way where you can, it's kind of like, it sounds like it's Yamana's tribe, <laughs> you know, to, to raise yeah. these women up. Yeah. Um, so I have been trying to figure out what that will look like in a group setting. As of now, it's just been very much one-on-one. Mm -hmm. um, so whoever finds me online or referral, um, we have a conversation, see if what they have going on is something that I could definitely support them through. But right now it is a one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching program that I offer, but I do in 2023 want to expand to where there is community, like where there's actual groups that women can come together and share because there is power in community. And I know that from personal experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to figure out how to create that in a way that feels good to me. Yeah. But I definitely want to create that space because yeah. I've been surrounded. I've been fortunate because um, in the past I've had friends where I've shared my uh, complex feelings around my mother-daughter relationship and friends and family and people that you know who have not experienced the same thing. One, they can't relate. And two, they almost make you feel ashamed that you feel what you feel. And so having a space for women to be able to express that without the shame and the guilt that comes with strained mother-daughter relationships is very important to me. Yeah, I hear you. Definitely. And so when you are approaching that, and, and maybe I'll go back to asking when you were became aware of your patterns and mm -hmm. became aware of whether it was codependency or whatever you that. would, you would, that, that, <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's break that down. So, so how did that show up for you and mm. what made you realize like, Oh, I've got to break this pattern or nothing yes. else is going to change. What, yes. Like, tell me about that. So it's funny because codependency is a word that was introduced to me many years ago. Um, actually one of my supervisors, she had given me a book by Melody Beattie What's it called? Mm -hmm. I actually keep it over here on my nightstand because it is still my go-to <laughs> learning to let go. The language of letting go. Love yes. It. Yes. So I'd been given that book as a gift years ago. And then when I was in therapy in 2020, my therapist said, well, have you heard of the term codependency? And I was like, well, I mean, I've heard about it, but if you want to send me a worksheet, sure, I'll, <laughs> I'll read up on it. And then I looked at the resource and then the books that were recommended. And I said, wait a minute, I have that book on my bookshelf. And so it's like, 
the, the word had been introduced to me, but it meant nothing because I wasn't ready for unpacking what that meant. And then when it was time, it was like, oh, I know what this word means now. I'm ready to do this work. And I dove in. Um, codependency in my life. It started out in the family home. I grew up in a single mother household with a younger sibling. And I have always been the responsible one. I have quieted my voice, my needs, my desires, because it was not convenient for, you know, an already complex household. Um, and with there being an eight year age gap, I had responsibility that kids don't necessarily have. And so being steeped in that so early and then carrying that pattern forward, it has, it impacted how I showed up at work. It impacted how I showed up in romantic relationships. I had the, uh, <laughs> the insight last year that I have dated my mother in all of my dating relationships um, because of the familiarity of the pattern. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been everywhere. And now that I see it, it's like, oh, oh, get away boundary. No, mm. no, I can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't feel good. Ooh, that feels familiar, but I don't like it. Stop that. <laughs> well, it, and it is so interesting to that point. And that's something I noticed with my clients is, is that it's, um, when we have a pattern that's starts in childhood, it begins like I, th- I talk about like weaving the loom, weaving the mm-hmm. art on the loom. And you start as a, as a kid, and you're just trying to figure out life. And then if you have some kind of dysfunction, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that that's, that's woven into my love and family closeness loom. Yeah. And, and, and forever you'll just keep weaving it because that's all, you know, and even yeah. if it's dysfunctional, I think that that shows up, uh, for a lot of people and, and in my, my past as well, being attracted to unavailable people, being attracted yes. to addicts, being attracted yes. to, you know, the, the bad boy, that's not always there for you because he's just so dashingly handsome and, you know, whatever, but he's never really there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's, it's just a really interesting thing. And I don't think a lot of people think about it, that it can relate to not just father relationship, but mother relationship. Absolutely. And, and, and it's really about, you know, where it is that you, your heart starts to do like the, uh, this is, this is my grounding. This is my yeah. connection. Um, and you have to teach yourself again, take the art off that loom and then start weaving a new, a new piece. So, Absolutely. So you talked about being, you know, wanting to be the change you wish to see in the world. I'm all yes. about that too. So in, as you weave your new loom, uh, your new artwork, um, how is it that you're being the change? Um, I think that with social media, it's helpful because we're able to connect from so far away, but there's a lot of falsehoods that are presented. And what's important for me is not to post content or to do something because I think it's going to pay me. I do it because this is how I'm actually living my life. And this can be just your regular day to day and it can feel good. So I think that for me, my approach is this is me. This is regular people life. I'm human. I mess up sometimes and I do great things sometimes. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The humanness is so important because yeah. I think that that's something that's been breaking down for a while. Some, some people in the past, maybe the, the glitz and glamor of the eighties and the nineties and 
like, wow, that Mm -hmm. person's so successful. I want to be just Mm -hmm. like them. But people are now, especially women looking for real. Yeah. And and in some ways, maybe they, they take the shortcut or they try and they realize, oh gosh, we've got to come back to our intuition. Absolutely. Just isn't feasible anymore. So that makes total sense. And I'm all about telling people online, it's okay not to feel okay. Today, I ugly cried, let it out if you need to, because this is real life and it's hard. Yeah. And you have to allow yourself room to do these things because that's how you move on. Absolutely. Yeah. It surprises me all the time that the, the permissions that we feel like we need for the most basic things. Yep. And, but as we show up and, and show each other that we're doing it, I think that's what makes the world a safer place and a more supportive mm-hmm. place, especially for the feminine, the feminine, um, dynamic. Absolutely. So when you talked about setting boundaries, also being kind of a success that you've experienced, um, in your journey. Mm-hmm. So how does that show up for you in whether it's your relationships, new relationships, like where's your biggest challenge? Um, and how did you, how did you overcome that? Mm, yes. So, I have been on the boundaries train also for quite some time. Um, I think whoever wrote the book about boundaries, there's so many of them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've taken in the information. I've done the practice of building boundaries in the past, kind of. But again, when I was in the thick of this work in 2020, um, my therapist, she provided me a resource that gave me like the structure of a boundary, that all the things that you need to consider to put the boundary together and deliver it clearly and concisely um, and without explanation because you don't owe anybody an explanation (laughs) unless you choose to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in having that structure, that was really helpful because I kind of already had a loose understanding, but that gave it more foundation. Um, And then from there, Mala did the hardest boundary setting work of my life. I set boundaries with my mother. And it was terrifying. <laughs> and also I had decided that I could no longer put me on the back burner. I had to put me first. Um, and that was challenging. And what did that That's look the like? hardest work. It is. Absolutely. What did it look like? A lot of conversations with my therapist to prepare for the different boundaries that needed to happen. Having conversations with myself about what I was willing to do and no longer willing to do. And the broken record method where I had to repeat myself over and over and over and over and over and be consistent in what I said I required to be okay with dealing with certain things. Um, And in the midst of that, last year, my mother did not talk to me for about half of the year. And it hurt my feelings, rightfully so, because this woman gave me life. Um, But also, I acknowledge the fact that she grew up in a different time where there was no conversation of emotions or anything like that. We didn't talk. We didn't have boundaries. We didn't, none of the things that I am living and and acting now were options to me that I was aware of, especially growing up in a house and being a child. So to completely shift this perception that my mother has had of me her entire life and my entire life it was hard ass work and a lot of ugly crying and reaching out to my community to uplift me, um, doing inner child work. That's how I ended up with these drawings on my doors to just learn to reparent 
and satisfy my deepest needs the best way that I can with whatever tools. I mean, there's so many exercises that can be done to tap into inner child, be it meditation or art or whatever the case may be, but just being okay with no matter how it looked, making sure that I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love it. And you mentioned the broken record method. I didn't know if it was a method, but it is. Just I said, I said, I said. I understand you feel this way and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's really a great point when you talk about it. You know, it, it really is. It's it's healing ancestral wounds. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes people, it's kind of like the law of attraction and manifestation talk. It's got a big flighty kind of title. I'm healing ancestral wounds, you know, yeah. it's like, well, is that your ancestor from five generations ago? Or is that like, you know, typically it, it does begin with right now Yeah. and what kind of uh, limitations do you feel in yourself mm-hmm. and how can, how is that related to what you were taught or how you modeled after uh, yeah. a mother, a father, or how just, yeah, just stuff that they didn't know. They don't know what they don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then we come into a new generation, a new world, and we're dealing with totally different things. Yeah. So especially, I think it's especially strong in our generation and in, in the, between the baby boomer, Gen X, mm-hmm. Gen, you know, Gen Y, whatever, you know, that, that's a whole nother concept, I think down the <laughs> line, but, but it's really, um, but I, I, I think at any rate, whoever is like under the age of even 55 right now, you know, is really dealing with, okay, how, who am I? I'm, I have yeah. that question. Uh, yeah. I think um, I've heard of mothers really crying out and saying, I don't even know who I am. Like, why do you want to know that? And, yeah. and you know, why would you want to revisit your trauma? Like, why yeah. do you even want to open that door? Because that was a survival mechanism for them yeah. back leave the past in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you gotta just <laughs> suck it up and move on. Like, well, we don't do that anymore. We want to be happy. We, don't. <laughs> we, be happy. we have like, options. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we be happy? Like be healed <laughs> and happy. Like what's the big deal. So, so I love the work you're, you're doing. And you did mention, um, in, in your, uh, kind of application to come on the show that there's some challenges that you are still currently facing. And as mm-hmm. you know, I like to offer a reading and a little, little help with that. Um, you mentioned yeah trusting yourself to step into your purpose fully, like not Mm -hmm. still feeling that, that sense that you need to ask for permission Mm -hmm. for someone to encourage you. So are you open to me giving you a reading uh, about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what I see as your current situation is you're definitely, um, I got the medicine wheel, which is all about complete and total healing, but also reorganizing your journey, becoming a whole new person. And sometimes what's been going on now, it's a little bit of an extra challenge is you will get sucked back into the old and not and focus on that a little bit too much. So it might, you know, you might let a few days go by where you're still angry about something someone said, or maybe it's mom, or maybe it's, you know, some other relationship in terms of projecting outward about what you think they're thinking. And I feel like it's really important for you to start kind of owning that story that unless, unless it is actually coming out of their mouth, it's potentially something that you're making up Mm. in your head. And and I say that knowing that I, I still, you know, sometimes I challenge with that. So it's like, Oh, right. It's like this constant reminder because our, our egos are always going to try to protect us. Yeah. And so when you're feeling uh, vulnerable 
um, like say your, your instinct to stay safe is feeling vulnerable. Yeah. Your intellect's going to come in and be like, well, who do I need to fight? <laughs> you know, who do I need to defend myself from? <laughs> Absolutely. Who's out there putting curses on me. I'm going to figure it out. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the more you focus on what, where you're going, almost like a rocket ship pilot. That's just like, I'm going to that star. I'm not yeah. going to let those distractions get in my way. Like maybe for a second, I'll deal. I'll have my cry. I'll do what I need to do. And then boom, and complete, you know, continuing to come back to that space. Cause you are in the midst of a huge transformation and you will kind of be unrecognizable to your younger self. Uh, when you get to the level of success that you are called to get to, have yeah. you felt that before? I absolutely know that this trajectory is about to be crazy <laughs> and I don't know why I know that. I just know. Yeah. And what you're speaking to is absolutely the biggest challenge that I am in the midst of. Um, and it's the relationship with my current full-time job. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I am transitioning into a new person. I have been these last two years and the work that I want to do and to do it the way that I feel is necessary to do it fully the way I, that the way I'm called to the distractions of the way that things have been are requiring me to reboundary certain areas to protect myself and <laughs> transition is afoot. <laughs> That's I can feel it in my spirit. Transition is afoot. Absolutely. Well, I've actually worked with a lot of women that are in your position where they're part-time entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and they still have that day job. And it's like, they know that they need to make that exit plan, but it's, it's like, then you're stepping off the cliff. I mean, yeah. Shoot. I did it myself. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know how terrifying that is, but also like, you know, feeling like you're one person and kind of blending into society and the ordinary space of the mm -hmm. nine to five. And then you come out and you start doing your work to help people. And you feel like a totally different being like, you're just yeah. free. You're free to be yes. exactly who you are and say what, yes, what is true yes, for you. Yes. <laughs> so, so that will pull you, pull you forward and your faith and your calling is super important. And of course the, the grounded aspect is just getting prepared for that. So this has been a little bit of a divine detour sticking with this job, your mm -hmm. higher self called to you and then said, okay, you still have some things to learn. Mm -hmm. so staying in that job, it's really helping you get through those last, well, I wouldn't say last, but the big wounds of, of whether it's annoyance, impatience, offense. Um, I feel for you, there's a fire there that sometimes you've got to tamp it down a little bit because yes. it's, there's nothing wrong with anger or being especially righteous anger, but when it gets the best of you and you can't focus, that's, yeah. that's, what's a challenge. So it's really kind of being more Zen about when things come up that, and I, I, I feel like it's frustration with incompetency a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just had this conversation this morning <laughs> and it has been, and it's, it's been frustrating to me because I know how when I went, when I'm at a base level, when everything is kind of flowing in a way that makes sense and things, I know how I feel. And I do feel, I feel wound up and I feel tight and I feel irritable. And even though I'm still doing my grounding work and I'm still checking in with myself, I'm doing a somatic heart breathing practice now because I, I want to feel okay regularly. Mm -hmm. And something about this work 
my day job work. Mm-hmm. It just, it's like, it's trying to pull me back into my old life yeah. and it terrifies me. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, well, it's interesting because I do get that you're moving into seeing everything as a, a, a mixed blessing, like an aha moment where you're like, oh, very funny universe. I see what you're yeah. doing here. Very funny spirit guides. You know, they're leading you back into the same challenges over and over again to have that transformation and to come into your more like shamanic self that can see those mirrors everywhere. It's like, yeah. even with your awakening to the codependency, it was, it's a spiritual awakening and this ability to see how everything is connected. So it's yes. opening up um, and your inner child is reacting to what's going on. So the more that you can reassure that inner part of you, that is also the magic in you and in your intuitive aspect. Um, the more you get grounded in that, you can say, okay, my mind's flying off the handle. My mind's annoyed right now. I need to take a walk or I do my yeah. somatic breathing. I'll do something. I'll listen to a podcast or some music. And, and it's really about distracting the mind. Yeah, because that's the part that gets so self-righteous and wants to, yeah. rah, rah, rah. it's like, well, shh, calm down little baby. <laughs> like, let's see if this is really what we need to deal with. Or is this just distracting me from the bigger picture? Yes. Yes. Oh, you have spoken a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yes. Cause I, I, I know, you know, it, I'm all about empowering women who want to empower other women. So yes. to, to see that and, and, and understand it, it's, it's, you're not alone. Yeah. But you're, you're in the territory that few so far have gone to, but more and more of us are. So, yeah. I, I, you know, that was something back in the day, I realized when I was called to do this work, I'm like, I don't meet a lot of people like me. Like, what am I, I just had to mm-hmm. be like, I have faith that there will be more. And the older yeah. I get, the more I see, oh, like all these things are happening in the world <laughs> that I didn't see back then. And that's yeah. kind of what it's going to be for you too. And you're just being yeah. prepared to step into that. Yeah. Thank you. I you're needed welcome. that. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, the biggest, you know, kind of fear that you're dealing with too, is that, um, getting comfortable with the unknown mm-hmm. and trusting that your calling is true. And then it's not just again, chasing a wound. They have that term. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about that, um, that it's you're setting intentions and the more specific you are about what you do for people mm-hmm. and make it about them, you'll realize, okay, whatever healing I'm doing for myself is so that I can help others more. Absolutely. And then you don't, you won't doubt it so much that it's like selfish or maybe not right or or something like that. But the, the more you can get still with, with your, your patterns that are still there in any way possible, meditation is great for you. Uh, Again, patience is a big thing. One step at a time, really, really getting there. The, I won't say the hard way, but, um, really going through the journey is what's going to give you the wisdom that you see yourself having. Yeah. So, so it's really um, getting that hard work in, but it's a lot of just internal quietude. Um, and you are going to be invited very soon to step in. I got the Andean cross. Uh, this is the, uh, mystical shaman deck, my favorite deck. Okay. Uh, but when I show the card, I always have to let you know who, who it is. Um, but um, the Andean cross is all about understanding the upper workings and the underworkings of, of, the conscious kind of middle world. Mm-hmm. And the more that you dive into that, you're going to have superpowers to then counsel others and coach others. So have you ever thought about becoming more of a counselor or co I mean, you coach leadership, but is there something else there? Like the way that you would do it, maybe that would be more mystical or more intuitive. 
or even I don't, more of a therapeutic I don't know yet. process? I don't know yet. Definitely. I mean, the coaching is good because it's, it's what I've done naturally for free That's my right. whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but I do know that next year I do want to, um, speak. I want to be on stages speaking to people. And so that is, we're going to try that avenue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Like acknowledging that you have the wisdom to share. You are Mm -hmm. an elder already, Mm -hmm. even though it may be because of your upbringing, but even though, (laughs) yeah, even though it's like, well, maybe I don't have like the years of experience. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, it's just you shining your light. Yeah. So the more you do that and don't get distracted by shiny objects that say I should be over here, or if it's financial fears, or I don't know if this is going to work and da, 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 you will be challenged to overcome that. So just, just know that, but say, Hey, I know who I am and you already do this, but I'm just reminding you. I, I, to, I, I need am. the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know what I came to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, you're on your way and, and it's just, again, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, it's going to be amazing because it can yes. only be better from here on out. I know. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I love watching that. this whole thing unfold. It's even just the, the things that I've accomplished this year and this being, I don't want to say the biggest undertaking, but it kind of is because it's very personal. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. it's, but I've accomplished so much. I've learned so many things and I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. Good. Well, I'm excited for you. That's wonderful. So where can people find you if they're looking to step into these leadership roles and they're struggling with maybe their mother wounds or their self-esteem? How can they find you and connect with you? Absolutely. Um, So I am on all social media platforms as Coach Yams, Y-A-M-Z. And if you go to YamanaMitchell.com, it will take you to my page where it has all my everything's podcast interviews, um, all my social medias, um, a time you can book a time to talk with me. Also, if you just want to book a time and you don't want to go through all the other things, chat with yams, yamz.com will get you straight to my, my calendar. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story. Absolutely. And Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.